Hi, everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school. I've been a youth minister. I have a master's in theology. But the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've known probably for about 10 years or so. She's one of my good friends here in Richmond. She's a student. She's a runner. She's a development assistant for an independent radio station here in Virginia. It's Liz Dooley. Hey, Liz. Hi. (laughs) It's good to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, You know, not sure when this will air, but currently it's snowing. So uh, enjoying a little snow day. It looks like the sun is starting to come out. Oh, is the sun coming out? We were just chatting beforehand. It is a snow day. Teachers love a snow day, and I am hoping that we get another day. So I don't, I don't <laughs> love that the sun, sun is coming out right now. It can, it can hide for another day. <laughs> yes, I, I think it's like it's a peak. It's I wouldn't say it's coming out out. <laughs> okay, good. Well, it gives me a little bit. I mean, you know, it is, it is what it is. But I do love a snow day, so I'm glad that you're getting to enjoy it as well. Yes. Would you like to share with the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Sure. As Julia said, my name is Liz. I live here in Richmond. I've been here about 17 years. I'm from the D.C. area originally. Currently, I'm finishing my associate's degree in liberal arts and plan on studying environmental anthropology uh, for my bachelor's. As a development assistant for an independent radio station, I do a lot of member services. And I guess as it pertains to the podcast, uh, I grew (laughs) up as an Episcopalian, um, both parents were both uh, born and raised as Episcopalians, so I was as well, and was fairly active in church until about middle school, and, you know, came into my own from there. Um, I currently identify as an atheist, but do believe in the historical aspects of Jesus and the Bible, you know, that he was a person, he did these (laughs) great things you know, all of those. So yeah, I'm excited to, uh, last semester I did take a religion class, a world religion class and learned a whole lot. And Julia and I got to talk about a lot Mm -hmm. of things and Mm -hmm. take some field trips together. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about scripture today. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, you said that really well. And I, I actually mentioned, I think, last season about our trip to the synagogue that we we went on for your class. I was talking about an Old Testament verse with a friend. And anyway, so yeah, that that trip was really um, important for me as well. And, and I mean, I'm glad that we got to, to do a little bit of that last semester. And I'm excited to have you here and talk about this verse. You've picked Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 19. And so I'm going to have you read that and then I'll give a little background. When you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field, you are not to go back and get it. It shall belong to the stranger, the orphan, and to the widow, in order that the Lord, your God, may bless you in all the work of your hands. Okay, I love it. I love when you shared this with me. I think this is going to give us a lot to talk about. This is in the book of Deuteronomy, which is in the Torah. It's The Torah is the first five books of our Bible. It's also the most sacred books to the Jews. Deuteronomy means second law, and so there's lots of laws in the book of Deuteronomy. The Ten Commandments are mentioned um, as, a well, as well as they are in Exodus. And the, the book of Deuteronomy and Leviticus have all of these laws that 
Moses is giving to the people as they are leaving Egypt and going to enter into the promised land and their laws to kind of help them start their new community once they get into Israel. Um, but I love this particular this particular quote. The earlier laws in earlier cha- <laughs> chapter 24 are a little bit questionable. And we could talk about those too if we want, but this one I think <laughs> well, will it really give us a lot to talk about um, and applies to today. So my first question for my guests, though, is why did you pick this verse? Um, so part of the reason I picked it is also stems back to our trip to the synagogue and just exploring the Old Testament a little further. Um, and for me, I think the most important verses are ones that give us instruction on how to be better people mm-hmm. and how to help others. And I think this is a great verse that demonstrates that about, you know, sharing your you know, what you reap with others, you know, if you have a surplus to help others who do not uh, have Mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, how did you come across this verse? Were you just like looking for things? Did did you talk about this one in your class last semester? No, I was just looking through, I started in the Old Testament and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of went through, um, I already knew Leviticus wasn't really wanted, where I wanted to head. Right. Um, so <laughs> I kind of, I was like, well, I can skip that. It's like, let me just take a peek in here and see what I find. Um, and the Wikipedia was actually very helpful because it just breaks it down into kind of the very simple aspects of the laws. And then it had a, an external link you could click on where it actually brings you to the full verse. Um, and so it kind of gave a one sentence blurb of this passage. And it was like, I'm going to investigate this further. Um, and like you mentioned, the ones kind of before and after this one are a little outdated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. the you know, there's definitely a lot to be learned and is still relevant, I think, within this passage. I agree. Yeah. And um, just to give the listeners some reference, we can talk about it maybe after we talk about your particular verse. But earlier in chapter 24 of Deuteronomy and then in chapter 25, we get a lot of the instructions on marriage and divorce, which are, as Liz said, a little bit outdated and questionable now um, in our world. But we can talk about later, you know, break it down. But I'm curious, when you were looking at the the Wikipedia, you said that they did kind of break down this verse. What were some of the things that you learned or were mentioned? So it brought it broke everything down by bullet points mm-hmm. um, into laws of religious observance, laws concerning officials, civil law and criminal law. And within the civil law portion, it mentions things like hired workers are to be paid fairly, Mm -hmm. um, portions of crops are to be given to the poor, and, uh, you know, the camp is to be kept clean, uh, debts are to be released. So it just broke down these little bullet points, which I think is makes it very easy to understand for somebody who does not have a degree in theology. And just lets you explore it further from there, but gives you just a kind of brief overview of what the chapter is about. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by like finding this verse in Deuteronomy or, or not? Um, I don't know if I would say surprised. I think I'd be more surprised if I found it in Leviticus and there may mm. be a version. I don't know. I feel like it does fit pretty well into Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy just because it is about rules of how to live Mm -hmm. your life. 
Yeah, when I was researching a little bit about this verse too, so I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Ruth, which comes a little bit, like it's a couple books after this. It's a really short, short book, but um, Ruth finds her husband when they are gathering grain and like harvesting. And so the actually there was a footnote in Ruth that then referenced back to this, which I thought was really interesting. And it talks about how this this literally was like a law, like they really were to to leave whatever leftovers, like if they couldn't gather everything, like they, they if, or they missed, if they missed a sheaf, like if they missed, you know, they were like to leave it for, says the orphans, uh, the widows. And right before this too, you and I had chatted a little bit about, like, I love verse um, 17 and 18. It kind of explains maybe why they have this law. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, said verse 17 is, you shall not violate the rights of an alien or the orphan. Um, nor take the clothing of a widow. For remember, you were once slaves in Egypt. And as I mentioned, like all of these are giving them instructions for when they arrive in the promised land after being slaves in Egypt. And I just, we had kind of chatted before about like, that this really shows, I feel like empathy, like they had empathy and that's where these laws are stemming from. It's like, remember how you had it, mm-hmm. you know, like you want to leave that for an orphan or for a widow or someone else who is less fortunate. I don't know if you wanted to respond to any of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it is it's totally relevant and it it's just about yeah, like remember how you came up. Especially, you know, many of us are not born with the that silver spoon um and learning to be empathetic towards others and if you do have that extra being able to give it to to others or being able to help where you can if it's not with crops or with money um maybe it's with time um mm-hmm. so really distressing the importance of empathy towards others uh, i think is just a great life lesson in mm-hmm. general yeah like not taking from the poor like the mentioning in um 17 of mm-hmm. you know not taking the uh clothing of a widow like let people have what they have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to take from the people who have less than us. Mm-hmm. Um, we should be able to assist and give to them instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, this it's just it's interesting to me because this was a literal law. And obviously we have all kinds of laws that don't take, you know, <laughs> empathy into consideration or like, you know, and and how we can maybe look at this kind of metaphorically too mm-hmm. you know like that yes they said like literally if there's a sheaf you forget like they can but obviously we can take this metaphorically and apply it to, to us so I don't know yeah how can we apply this to our lives today Liz what do you think yeah I think uh especially you know you and I we are not farmers so no. <laughs> we do not have our our sheaves that we leave behind or our extra <laughs> crops but it can go into education, time or money donation, mm-hmm. um, you know, picking up a friend when they're feeling down. It, mm-hmm. it can be so many different levels. Um, it doesn't necessarily just have to be the, you know, the literal translation mm-hmm. of giving, mm-hmm. you know, leaving something behind for someone else. But like I know you and I both we're not orphans, but on Thanksgiving, we spend time with our, you know, other families, our chosen mm-hmm. families. So that's another way is just being able to have those chosen families to be a part of so that you're not, quote unquote, orphaned on holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's just gives you that the literal guideline, but in the modern day mm-hmm. lets you expand upon it and really make it 
what you want it to be. Um, mm-hmm. But just remembering to be a kind and empathetic and giving person. Yeah, I think that's something we definitely need for today. Like when you, you know, asked me if anyone had done this first, I was like, ooh, this is a good one, you know, because again, I think it does just apply. We have such a, in my personal opinion, I feel like we struggle with empathy. I've talked on this podcast how like my students, I can see that they just, they kind of struggle and maybe it's because of the pandemic or whatever. Um, this p- pandemic definitely didn't do what I had thought it would do for our empathy. I thought we'd be we'd be more empathetic since we're all experiencing together. I don't know if you wanted to yeah, say anything about that, but that's that's definitely interesting. Yeah, because you would think that, and I think some people did at least mm-hmm. for a time. Um, others, I feel like, went the entirely different direction, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. complete opposite of anything that this verse is mentioning, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the beginning of the pandemic when people were hoarding supplies and that is the complete opposite of what this is saying. Um, But then there were people that's when like mutual aid Richmond opened up um, to take donations in for those who weren't able to make it to stores that weren't able to get the necessary supplies they needed for survival rather mm-hmm. than stockpiling toilet paper, right. that, like <laughs> stockpiling unnecessary things. When we see those extreme couponing shows, like the ridiculousness of keeping these pantries so full of canned goods when there is likely somebody within your neighborhood that would love to have one extra can of beans in their pantry. You know, I think it's just the pandemic definitely made some people more selfish, but did open up other opportunities for empathy that Mm -hmm. we maybe didn't pursue before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has been interesting to see as we've gone on into our, you know, what, what year are we in now? <laughs> when did know, it right? start? 2020 or in 2022? So, yeah, interesting to see the fact that some people just really just care about themselves. And that is part of the reason we're still stuck in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, agree. Yeah. It's like, is this plague a punishment for the lack mm. of empathy? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if we would work, work together or maybe had this kind of like our own leave one roll of toilet paper behind for some, I mean, you would think you would have to say that though. Like you yes. wouldn't, you wouldn't think that you'd have to have such specific laws, but apparently Moses and the people did. And maybe, uh, I don't know if we, if we want to talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, I think this is so countercultural. Our American society is so consumeristic and what can I get? What can I get for me? Mm-hmm. We've certainly seen that in the pandemic, as we just mentioned, I don't know, like, our laws, this is, this law is very countercultural to like what our laws are. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, this definitely goes into more of the counterculture of like the mutual aid and Mm -hmm. um, food banking and caring for others, which it seems so crazy that that's a counterculture idea. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, the radical thought of, Centering others before yourself mm-hmm. makes it a counterculture ideal. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they have these laws on the books of this is how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know at what point it turned into more of a 
well, every man for himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like that's kind of where we are for the most part these days. Um, We have Mm -hmm. these mega billionaires who, you know, what are they doing for the greater good? They're going to space, man. That's what, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's helpful. That's helpful for people, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're marking up the toilet paper that everybody needs. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah, so it's definitely bizarre to think about how caring for others is a radical act in present times when at the time of, you know, this, at the time of Deuteronomy, This was just how you acted. This was Mm -hmm. on the books of how you treat others. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it goes into in, you know, 20 and 21, it mentions, you know, the same sort of thing about your olive trees and your Mm -hmm. grapes. Like, so Mm -hmm. with all of the things that you are growing and benefit from to be able Mm -hmm. to leave some for others, like if you can't put it all in your basket, that's fine. Someone can come behind with another basket and take it to their family. And yeah, we, we've just really lost a lot of that, of the, the self selflessness mm-hmm. of, I can't grab all of this, but that's okay. Somebody, mm-hmm. I clearly don't need that much if I can't carry it all. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think the analogy of the toilet paper is silly as it is. I mean, I think also we can talk about like immigrants and refugees. I think that that's uh, a lot of people have issues with. Uh, and, and this is related to the, this verse. It's talking about like the alien, the the stranger, mm-hmm. right? Like our society, a lot of people, um, you know, say we don't have enough resources to let refugees in or we don't have enough resources to let immigrants come in. And that's the exact opposite of mentality of this as well. You know, so I think we could relate it to that issue. Too. Yeah. I think it's super interesting that it specifically mentions the resident alien in this mm-hmm. verse. Mm-hmm. Um, so not just the orphan and the widow, but specifically the immigrant, mm-hmm. um, which is still very relevant to mm-hmm. present time. The fact that, you know, yeah, people are like, oh, they're coming in and taking our jobs and our resources Meanwhile, they're actually working the jobs that people who were born here don't want to work because they feel like they're too good for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And oftentimes a lot of those immigrants are, you know, pooling their money back to send it back home Mm -hmm. to families so that they can, you know, feed however many members of their family are back in their home country. So that pertains more to this verse than what most, and not, and not necessarily most Americans, but many Americans, the vocal mm-hmm. Americans <laughs> seem to, to mm-hmm. think. Um, and of course, a lot of them speak up about being Christian, right? Um, where their actions are very unchristlike. Mm-hmm. Jesus would not approve of somebody being so selfish and self-righteous and showing so much hatred towards others Um, Mm -hmm. that is completely the opposite so i Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's interesting that this verse specifically mentions the resident alien Mm -hmm. um, you know even from so far back right like if well because again it goes back to like what verse 18 is saying it's like remember you were, and maybe some of us, I think, you know, we can't remember. Maybe we're removed from like our our families being 
immigrants, but all of us were from families that, you know, migrated here. So mm-hmm. I think that that's the problem is we're not remembering, we're not remembering our ancestry, not remembering that maybe some of us have never, because of our privilege, felt what it felt like to be. So I think um, the fact that this law also includes that reminder right before it or between it, I think is the the piece that we're missing. We're, we're not, we're missing that empathetic part, which we talked about. Yeah, I think that's a great point that you bring up, the, mm-hmm. the part from 18. For remember, you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God redeemed you from there. And mm-hmm. that is why I command you to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yes, like we have ancestors that came over to mm-hmm. the U.S., um, you know, at least as far as like you and I go. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither of us ha- are Native Americans. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, we didn't have the hardships that mm-hmm. our ancestors who immigrated here had. Um, but that doesn't mean we should forget about right. that or take that for granted. Um you know, they oftentimes, they come over here searching for that better life and they have to fight really hard for that. So people looking down on people coming into the country now, like your family did this too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just, but just because it wasn't you who did it, you don't know the struggle, but look backwards, look inwards and mm-hmm. consider that struggle and the reason why people might want to come to this country um, for a better life um, mm-hmm. and for job opportunities mm-hmm. and think a little bit deeper about why mm-hmm. they're coming rather than placing that judgment. Absolutely. A little bit earlier in this, I think it's like verse 14 or 15. It's talking about that. And you may have mentioned this earlier too, like the the daily wages piece and again, I love that like it explains it, like it says the law and then it explains it. And I think that's something. So, for example, verse 15, you shall pay him each day's wages before sundown on the day itself, since he is poor and looks forward to them. Otherwise, he will cry to the Lord against you and you will be held guilty. Like that is like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we could like remember that and and like, I don't know, I it just it's like you said earlier too, like to, as a Christian, you know, I should just be doing this because I'm a Christian. I shouldn't, you know, I don't know. There's just a lot here. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And yeah. And I think 14, we're just saying, don't exploit the poor and the needy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's one of your own kindred. It even specifically mentions, like, don't exploit someone in your own family mm-hmm. or, or of your own ilk. Like, you know, it doesn't just have to be like, giving the rule for don't exploit the resident aliens, but Mm -hmm. just don't exploit anybody. (laughs) Pay them fairly. You know, that's just... It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's it's really straightforward. <laughs> it's really straightforward. So I guess I have a couple of questions before we wrap up. So my, you know, Jesus, you mentioned earlier that you do believe historically, like that he was a good person, and so he was Jewish, so he would have been raised mm-hmm. with these, and also God. So that's there's that whole thing. You know, as a Christian, I believe that he's also God. So, but mm-hmm. he would have been raised historically with these teachings, and um, as you mentioned, like he would he would have taught he would have agreed with this. And um, I think that we can see it in like Matthew's gospel. Um, I'm going to be paraphrasing, but he talks about like that we're going to be judged based on like clothing, the the naked feeding the hungry, you know, those are the kinds of things that like 
that we need to do if we're going to follow him. I don't know if if you see as someone who does like recognize Jesus, like do you see him living out this or recommending this lifestyle here that we're talking about? Absolutely. Um, I think that's some of like the core values that when you think about the teachings of Jesus mm-hmm. um, and him as an educator and advocator, um, mm-hmm. that it is, yes, it's about feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping the needy, giving other people those edu- that education for ways to do so. And not necessarily the why you need to do it, mm-hmm. but just the tools for how to do it and mm-hmm. having people come into that on their own. Like, this is just something you should do. And mm-hmm. if you have to think, why do I need to do that? Then maybe you just need to think about <laughs> other aspects of your life. Well, Jesus would use like parables. I sometimes wish he were a little bit more straightforward and just be like, (laughs) you need to do this because you need to be a good person. But like, you know, he would be like, he would give a story like the Good Samaritan, right? Like, Mm -hmm. which do you think did the right thing by (laughs) picking up the person that was beaten and like giving a place to stay like and paying for it? Like, I think he did more like that kind of roundabout teaching, which sometimes I'm like. I wish it would have just been like this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't necessarily need the riddles. Like just, (laughs) you know, like sometimes people don't need to to have that, like the fable built in with it's like, just get Mm -hmm. to the point. (laughs) Right. I mean, especially in our culture today, but I think back then anyways, that's a whole nother thing. But um, yeah. The other question I guess I have before we wrap up, and maybe you can help me because I I have this question for myself. Like I'm still kind of – so like we mentioned that the verses around this aren't great, but we really (laughs) like like this. So I don't know. Do we get to pick and choose? Like what do you think? Yeah, I think that's an interesting question. Um, And I think a lot of it comes down to interpretation where some things are clearly like still relevant to today. Mm -hmm like Mm -hmm. this. You're not necessarily going to use the same terms of overlooking a sheaf and, um, you know, specifically talking about orphans and widows. So you can make it about today. But then the other things, I don't necessarily think it's about picking and choosing, but it's about things that are just need to be updated for, you know, like how the constitution gets amendments. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things aren't the same as they were in the 1700s when it was mm-hmm. originally written mm-hmm. and we fix things as we go. Um, mm-hmm. And when we were going to the synagogue, um, I don't remember if it was when you and I were there that they were talking about it or it was when I interviewed the rabbi. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that they just like, eh, we don't use that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not relevant anymore. Like, yes, it's mm-hmm. in there, but no, we don't, we don't take that for its word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's not just don't take things about as literally as they're written, mm-hmm. but apply them to your life as best you can. I think that's well said. I think, yeah, I mean, we're not we're not going to go there right now, but like the stuff about <laughs> marriage, obviously, you know, a woman back then. We still don't have yeah. equal rights today, but we certainly have more than women had back then. So I think back then, you know, they were I was reading a little bit about the divorce thing and just like 
in a in a kind of a roundabout way, they they were trying to protect women because if a woman was accused of adultery, she would be stoned. So yeah. like by saying you can divorce her instead was like a help in a way to her. So I feel like that's yeah. But that, again, is kind of like of a time and place. So I think that's what you were saying with the rabbi was saying is like some of these are of a time and place and some of them we still need you yes. know, today. So, yeah, I think some are still just very relevant, like guidelines for daily life. Mm-hmm. And some it's like, oh, well, I mean, we could reword that a little bit right. to be <laughs> to be relevant to current times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think earlier it mentioned something about like when you're a newlywed, not going on a military expedition, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely it's super interesting, but it's not necessarily relevant mm-hmm. um, because we don't have every, you know, every man going into the military, you mm-hmm. know, at a certain age where previously we did, or I think in Israel they still do. It's like yeah, you have to do your mm-hmm. uh, couple of years of service, you know, out of high school. So something like that might still be relevant other mm-hmm. places, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily relevant to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, less about picking and choosing, and more about rephrasing. Well, I just think then, and you know, as a Catholic something I like about what my faith is, is I do feel like we take more historical context into consideration where maybe some other Christians are much more literal where we, you know, I just, I think the historical context, but I'm biased, is important. Yeah. And I, yeah, like the, the historical context, context versus like the more evangelical literal Mm -hmm. interpretation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I, I think that, that's very important to, you know, and like I said, it comes back to thinking of things like the Constitution. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't take things for their literal word because they were written. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes up all the time with like the Second Amendment. Are we a militia still? Are yes, we? <laughs> exactly. Like we, yeah. we are, you know, we don't have this militia that we also don't have like powder kegs and like the, right. <laughs> the, machinery is completely different these days so the wording is a little outdated is it still relevant sure does it need Mm -hmm. to be reworked a little to not be taken so literally by some people yes (laughs) yeah well I think we've I think we've done a great job kind of looking at this from the different angles are there any kind of final takeaways or last things you want to say about this verse I think that, no, I don't think I have anything to add. I think just um, it's a, a great verse to explore. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the, the chapter 24 in general, it's just, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and just has a lot of good just tips for life and things that it's good to kind of center yourself back on, you know, when you maybe are having one of those days where you're just like, me, me, me. And then mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, that's, I should maybe think of others as well. Um, mm-hmm. We all go through that. So mm-hmm. I think it's just a good verse to center yourself back around of, okay, I do have a little bit of extra money. I'll toss it towards this or, mm-hmm. um, you know, volunteer time um, or just like in your case, ed- the education. Um mm-hmm of teaching these things to younger generations for them to hopefully take away the good parts of it as well. 
That's the hope girl. You know, I don't got a lot of money. You're not have a lot of money. I'm a teacher, but I, I do what I can. I do what I can. At the end, I let my guests plug anything or like if any, there's any websites or social media or like resources you want us to check out. Is there anything you want to plug? Um, if you want to listen to the radio station that I work for, it is WNRN. Dot org. Cool. And um, you have a very cool job and uh, you should definitely check out the the website and the radio station. If you all want to find out more about me or follow me, I'm on Instagram at seven mile chats, all spelled out. I'd love for you to reach out to me um, and maybe you'd even like to be a guest like Liz and you can reach out to me there. I'm also on Twitter at mistruckley one M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1. That's my teacher account where I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom and Catholic education. Um, but thank you, Liz, for picking this verse and for being a guest today. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. I had a great time. Bye, everyone. Bye.